Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm your host, Ryan Teague, and today we have another special guest. It's like every week there's a special guest, but I guess that's the only reason the podcast is here, to bring value to you guys. And today, Tanya Lambert from Creative House. She's going to talk everything about Instagram, social media, TikTok, the future of social media, how to create reels, and everything about Creative House, which is her business that helps small businesses create Instagram reels and engaging social media content. Tanya will go through everything about the ease of creating reels, about common mistakes that small businesses make in social media, and also the future of social media. Today was absolutely incredible speaking to Tanya. We go through so much, and she actually blew me away with where she sees social media going these days. And um, Tanya's personally helped me in my business, Feather and Finch Photography, to create engaging reels and build our audience. And um, yeah, you're gonna need a notepad and pen as every episode you do. Hopefully this brings some absolute incredible value to you guys. And also on a side note, we've got our workshop on the 12th of December, 2021 on the Gold Coast. So photography workshop for those that want an immersive, intimate experience, all things theory and the practical side of things with an incredible styled photo shoot on the Gold Coast at a private farm. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And uh, there are only a couple of tickets remaining. So jump over to ryanteague.co forward slash workshop to check it out. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Tanya Lambert. Hey guys, so welcome to today's episode. I've got a special guest, Tanya Lambert, with me today. And we're going to talk all things social media and uh, yeah, how she helps creatives stand out from the crowd and break through the noise. So welcome, Tanya. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Hey, um, why don't you give the listeners a bit of an insight into who you are and what you do? Well, my name is Tanya. I've started a social media company maybe about five or six months ago now called Creative House. It's ideally helping small businesses do content. So specifically reels, because I found a really big gap in the market, um, pardon the pun, really, (laughs) for small business to be able to create their own content because you need to be posting consistently. So I had a lot of friends in business. I worked with a lot of brands from my own Instagram before and I just realized even though you've got a business, it doesn't mean that you have the time or even the, they might not even like doing social media, but I love it. I love being creative. So I love being able to work with different brands and create content for them. So that's sort of where it started from six months ago now. What about prior to that, Tanya? Like, obviously you've seen the the niche in the market there, which I'll give the listeners a bit of an insight into how we met. But yeah, prior to that, were you working in the marketing field then? I was. So prior to that, uh, the last five years was working at Bond University doing social media marketing styled shoots. I started off doing event sales actually. And then I saw a gap there because we were doing external events. So weddings and events that didn't have anything to do with the university, but we were getting outside um, guests coming in. And so I said, well, where's your Instagram page? And they're like, oh, we've got the, the university Instagram And I was like, but where's all your wedding pictures? And they're just like, what? And I'm like, let me start you an Instagram. And that took about a few months to get going. But luckily I had amazing bosses and they kind of probably just got sick of me talking about it and went, okay, go do it. 
So I ended up doing it and then I was like, well, well, now we need some photos. So let me style some shoots, get some different suppliers, photographer, models, wedding gowns in. And then it sort of just started from there. And I I guess I ended up creating my role, which ended up being um, marketing administrator. So I was doing that for five years. And then I guess my own Instagram sort of started building up about seven years ago when I was pregnant with Harvey. That's when I first had the first brand reach out and say, I would like to send you some things if you could take photos and put them on your Instagram and tag us. Mm. And I was like, what? That's cool. Like it wasn't really a thing. And I was just like, yeah, cool. Like it was probably about $500 worth of stuff. So I said, this was great. Like it was fun to do. And then I slowly started to build up from there. And then I guess the last maybe year, two years, I was getting really quite busy. So I had to decide whether I was going to make it a business because I wasn't able to work at my desk job and raise my little family and be content creating. It was just all too much. So I guess it took me about six months to just bite the bullet and start my own business. And it's been booked out ever since, which is just amazing. And then from there, after all of that eventuated, and then you started Creative House, what we see today. And you you mentioned that was a bit of a niche in the market. How did that come to fruition? I think it started because I was, I am quite busy on my personal page. So I do a lot of collaborations with brands that I really love. I'm actually, I'm quite picky about what I will put on my personal page. And to be honest, I didn't want to be an influencer full-time. I don't have a huge following. I have about nearly 7,000. I get a lot of work through it, which is great, but I wouldn't be able to monetize it in the way that I was earning in my desk job. I also didn't want that pressure of just having to post ads all the time. I preferred creating without the pressure of who's liking it, how many likes, how many shares, how many views. So I loved creating for the brands. And then I thought these brands, they need so much content and they just can't keep up with it. Like when I was speaking to my friends, they just don't have the time. They can't keep up. So I thought I could do that for them. Like people have social media managers, they have Facebook ads, they have influencer marketing. And now this is another niche again, where you can outsource people doing your reels. Because to be honest, reels are the most time consuming part of social media. And do you feel as though because that is, that's why a lot of, a lot of small businesses aren't doing them or doing them right? Yeah, correct. They just don't have the time. Mm. Like it takes hours. So if you're running a small business by yourself and you're having to do every aspect of that plus reels, like it's just impossible. To be honest, I can't even get enough reels on my personal page mm. because I'm doing reels for other businesses. So it is it is quite time consuming. And because I do it so often, I can do it quite quickly now. So I can get them out, get them to the business and they'll have consistent content. And with the, the whole transition of Instagram moving to kind of more video platform and, and really showing up a lot more with TikTok and a lot more people going on those those platforms for those mediums. Yeah. Do you feel it's sustainable? Like obviously things come and go and stuff like that. I know just speaking on my behalf with the business, I mean, I obviously had yourself create reels because I was just like, one, didn't have time, which is exactly what you're kind of solving the problem of. Mm. But also in my mind, sometimes I'm like, is this just a thing for now? Or or yes. am I missing am I missing the entry for this thing that may be forever type thing? What what's your takeaway on that? 
I have thought about this a lot, especially when I was starting my business because I I was in the back of my head. I'm like, is this just for now? Like, mm. what next? What if reels stop? Then what am I going to do? I guess with social media, there's so many aspects to it that I can really build quite an, a brand and an empire and and shoot off into different directions. But to be honest, seeing the way that it's going, I don't see it going mm. anywhere but up. Even they've just changed the name. I don't know if you've noticed through Facebook and Instagram, it's now called Meta. Okay. So they've changed the brand name and they're now speaking about a metaverse. So instead of it just being Instagram and Facebook and it's you're watching flat screens and you can post your pictures and do your reels, they want to build an immersive experience. So I can just imagine the technology that's going to be happening over the next few years. I think it's just going to be more and more. And you can even see weekly there are new features. Mm. Weekly, fortnightly, like you can barely keep up. There is something new all the time. So I really don't see it going anywhere except up. And I think a lot of businesses really need to look into it or they're they're going to be left behind in this Mm. new age world. I think there's that thing like you just said as well, like if reels do fade away for some reason, I mean, there's no reason why small businesses still don't need some type of content social media wise yes, like you something new will be like, that's right you're always going to fill yeah. a void in the market there with um people that either slack out or don't even post and stuff like that yeah tanya when you said metaverse like mm. i'm not too sure what that means but i'm visioning you know like an immersive world yes like virtual reality type stuff yes that's exactly what that, they're talking about. Okay. So rather it, I'm not into gaming and I'm not very techie, yeah. but yes, that's exactly what they're talking about. They're trying to make it more like a video game. So I, I really don't know where it's going, but I think it's going to be mm. pretty crazy the way they're talking about being able to be inside the internet rather than watching mm. it. Mm. So you, it's not going to go backwards. If anything, it's just going to be up and up and up and up and up. So I really, and especially with TikTok and Reels and video is really moving forward. That doesn't mean you don't need photography and Mm. everything else. You need to be utilizing every aspect of social media because there's so many aspects. It's so interesting. The more you talk about this and like just visioning the future, I guess, of, of how social media looks, the more I see the general person running a business losing grip of keeping up like yeah I know they try and simplify it so you can just do things on your phone but when I look at reels I look you know and the ones that really stand out are the ones that have done are done professionally and you can tell there's a lot of intention and there's a professional videographer and it's perfectly created and I'm mm. just like sometimes and that's why I personally fell off it because I was like and you know obviously reached out to you to help but I was like, look, fuck, like I am not setting time away from, you know, my busy schedule to set up cameras all, all for a 30 second video to get a few likes. Yeah. And it seems as though like social media pushing the boundaries, it could probably slip away from the general person to be able to capitalize on, I guess, what the intention is for, for reels and TikTok. I want to jump in. I've got a question here for you. Yeah. With reels, let's stay on reels for a second. And yeah. and I know it's important showing up and stuff like that. But do you think you need an intention of like, why am I even doing this type thing? Like, 
for us, we sat back and we were like, okay, cool. There's TikTok, there's Snapchat, there's Instagram, there's all these other mediums. And it was like, I was like, why should we create reels? Like, what do we want out of this? Do we just want to build audience or do we want to, I don't know, do we want to make bookings? Like, do you think you need yes. an intention before I think thinking so. about and it? I, yeah. I always ask a new client, what are you expecting or what are you wanting to gain from doing reels? Because it's always different. Some people want, I need new followers. I want more followers. I want to be seen. Some people just want to showcase their business in a creative way. I don't really care about likes or views. So it's always a little bit different. And I try to set apart from a lot of the other social media companies because I do believe that I don't think we need to be worrying about how many views, how many likes, how many shares, all that sort of thing, because it really doesn't matter. It's your brand and it's an extension of your brand and you're creating something to showcase what you've done. So it really is more showing your audience look, this is what we can do and here's a creative way. It doesn't always have to be spectacular either. Do you Mm. know what I mean? It can just be like, here's some photos, sync it to some music, for example, your business. Mm. And instead of it going onto your feed where just your followers will see it, it will get shot out to quite a few more people. So if if you popped it on your feed, you might get, I don't know, 200, 300 views. If you pop it on your reels, you can get 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 views. So it just means there's more people that don't follow you seeing it. It's just another option for you to showcase your business in a different way. Mm, I like how you but said I do, that. I do think there is a lot of pressure on. You need to post every day. You need to be pointing at things on the screen. You need to be using trending music. I, I really don't think that. Mm. I think it's just a creative way to showcase your business. What do you recommend more, showing up each day with something or not showing up each day and really trying to find that thing that may go viral or that's trending versus that consistent basis posting? Phil, a little bit of both. I always recommend sort of quality over quantity because every single day forever, is it's just going to waste your sort of time mm. and funds as well because obviously a lot of small business will prioritize where they're going to put their budget because you might be running your business and then you need to budget in reels, Facebook ads, influence marketing and anything else you might want to outsource. So some people need to prioritize what's the most important. But I think quality over quantity, having an idea of what you want to share how you want to create that and even just posting every few days. It's Then it has your audience waiting for you. Oh, what's the next one going to be? Mm. What's that next reel going to be? Or what have they been up to next week rather than just for the sake of it? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. It's funny because mm. I feel torn between both, like you said. I think like stripping reels away, just looking at social media in general and the simplicity of just posting a photo as, as most of the audience are photographers, which we do on a regular, mm. you know, like there's that whole post every day, post three times a day. And then, you know, then you slip off and you post once a week and your life doesn't change either way, I believe. Yeah. But one big thing, I think like I did a podcast with Jai Long yesterday. And one big thing we, we spoke about was like, when you post, consider the why, why are you doing it? And what are you bringing? Yeah, what is the intention of you posting? Yeah. Yeah. Like yes. I remember when we when we kicked it up, 
and and um had yourself do some reels for us and stuff like i think i had mentioned to you like i don't want to do any of that corny like jump and then you know like i mean i mean it's got its place i shouldn't say corny but like it's there's a lot of it and for us it's not it's, it's not, not for like, your brand. it's not for my brand it's it's not yeah. my personality yeah i understand it may trend but i'm like remember i think i said like i just want to really showcase photographs yeah. with a bit of purpose and get them out to the audience a bit more which is where the audience are hanging right Exactly. And that's the thing, like each business is different. So there isn't just a blanket rule. Like you should be posting this many times. It should be this. It should be pointing at things. It should be funny. There is no blanket rule because what's going to work for your business in photography is not going to work for a fashion brand, which is not going to work for a candle company. It's all completely different. A fashion brand probably has like an easier way to create reels and could be doing more reels Mm. than another brand. Also a company that is a social media company doing tutorials on how to do reels, they're going to go viral Mm. and they're going to get more followers and they're going to get more views. So when they're telling you that I went from 6,000 followers to 150,000 followers in a month, like, yes, but that's not going to happen to your candle company. Mm. It's just not because they're focusing on what everybody needs to know. <laughs> so each business is different. And I think getting not sucked into the what you should, what you shouldn't do and keeping true to your business and being authentic and just posting what you love and creating what you love. If you're not funny, don't do funny reels. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you don't want to jump around, don't jump around. Mm. You can do what you want that's suitable for your brand. I love that because it feels mm. like sometimes like as creatives that we do get Oh, this this is kind of what the industry wants to see, or this yeah. this is this is what everyone else is doing. So I'm gonna, you know, jump and be in another outfit. And it's like yeah. like you said, I mean, that that's fashion related. It's it, I mean, yeah, like why are you doing it? You know, that that's yeah. that's a really thing. And and I always think is like, what's your audience want to see? And I know as photographers, generally they want to see really nice photographs or your behind yeah. the scenes or some tips on a wedding, or you know, they they generally don't care about what bra you're wearing. You know no. what I mean? Like yeah. And, and then what about Tanya, like staying on this as well, because reels seem to be like the big push. And then do you repurpose or do you recommend repurposing your reels to other platforms as well? Like TikTok is, I mean, it seems such a similar thing. Yeah, I would. It's got a different audience. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know about your brand, but a lot of the brands that I work with, or even myself, to be honest, I use TikTok for fun. Like I don't even use captions sometimes. Like I just think, I'll see something funny and I'm like, I want to do that. But you can definitely repurpose your reels to TikTok or to, I've got brands that repurpose them onto their website or onto Facebook, use them and sponsor them for Facebook ads. Even if you've had a reel that you haven't used in a year, then bring it back. Like I just repurposed a Halloween one from last year. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So you can bring them back and it might get completely new views and new likes and a new audience. So, yeah, I don't think it's a waste and I always try and keep them in a folder. Mm. Every time I hear you talk, I just love that you're solving a problem right now that most of us are facing. And I just keep coming back to that because I just absolutely, I just don't like social media and I, I, I feel as though it takes me away from being very productive. But people like yourself, obviously, are helping us to get away from that chain. I want to know... Say if we create a reel, just like just just for the audience out there, if they they start reels, they haven't done any, and they they create their first reel. Do you have any real top tips for getting engagement or creating that reel for them? I always try and just 
make sure that I don't over deliver. Like I don't want to say, hey, this is going to be your first reel. It's going to go viral or you're going to get thousands Mm. of views because I can't control that. I honestly don't know. Nobody knows that algorithm. Nobody knows. They can say that they know, but they don't. Mm. So it just depends. I guess usually if you're working on your own platform, you know your audience pretty well. Like I know what days, like I wouldn't post on a Monday for me. It just doesn't work. Thursday nights at 6 p.m. seem to do well. Like I, I sort of start to understand my audience. And if if not, I will you can go into your insights and it will literally tell you when your audience are following you and when they're on online, whether it's a 6 p.m. on a Thursday, 12 p.m. lunchtime on a Tuesday. So that's a good way to get a gauge of when you should be posting. But usually I will say post it, make sure you post it onto your feed as well as the reels page. And then also share it onto your stories. So just try and get it out there as much as you can. You've got those platforms to do it. Add a few hashtags and just see how it goes. And so with, with the insights, obviously Instagram telling us when uh, most of the audience is sitting on Instagram. So you'd recommend definitely following that as a guideline or tracking your own data? I find it better to track my own data, okay. to be honest. But if you aren't on your, um, like running your own platform as much and you really don't have an idea, you wouldn't know, then I would use your insights and then gauge it from there. So after you've maybe been posting for a few weeks, you'll start to realize, okay, Tuesdays don't really do that well, or my posts do better in the morning or at night. And then once you've got that gauge, then deliver it at those times, because the more consistent you are with the days and times, then Instagram's going to know, oh, okay, they post now, this day, this time, I'm going to try and push that out. Mm, that's And then your followers, followers will start to realize, oh, oh, they post on these days at this time and, and hopefully start to go on and give you a few likes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts? I mean, we spoke about uh, repurposing content. Obviously, the reels are specific for Instagram, right? And then TikTok yeah. can be a little bit unique. Do you yeah. feel as though you ever get less engagement repurposing, say, a video that was specifically made on reels and then you've repurposed it to TikTok versus creating an organic TikTok video? I haven't noticed. Like, for example, I did a TikTok video and it was just a silly, fun one. I didn't put a caption. I just thought it was funny. I did it on TikTok left it there for a few weeks, got a few hundred views, put it on Instagram, the same the same TikTok, mm. got maybe 1,500 views. And then two weeks later, it started going viral on TikTok and I got like 900,000 views. Wow. So you just don't know. It's super random. And then I've had it happen the opposite way around mm. where it's gone really well on Instagram and then I put it on TikTok and get like 200. So it is really hard to tell. Um, for me personally, I'm not consistent on TikTok. So I think that might be different if I was doing that, that it doesn't benefit my business being on TikTok for me. It's just for fun. Do you feel as though TikTok has a different audience than Instagram? It does. I find it does. It is quite a, it's a younger Mm. demographic I've found. I find the people that go on TikTok want to laugh and see something a little bit like funny or. Yeah. I find it more for entertainment. Like it's Mm. fun. It's funny. Personally, I wouldn't go to TikTok and have a look at a business. Yes. Like I would go, if somebody said, oh, try, um, have a look at this photographer, Feather and Finch, I'm going to go to your Instagram page. Mm. I would never even think to go to your TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. So I find that's more for fun. It's 
I mean, it works for a lot of different businesses, don't mm. get me wrong, but for the businesses I've been working with, it's not a main, it doesn't bring in sales. Mm, I photographed a couple oh, a few months ago now and they're a very unique couple, very, very unique. They have a business and they create like real, you know, 12 to 18 year old kind of like cartoon character stickers and like memes on shirts and like all these these funny creative colorful playful things and i was speaking cool. of, and and they've got oh don't quote maybe a million followers on on tiktok like huge and um Amazing. yeah and, and i was speaking to them and their instagram and they, they said like instagram just never worked for us and it's obviously one they knew where the audience was hanging out and the age of the audience yeah. but also they are so so next level creative and yeah. unique human beings that they they fit. Re- I mean, they wore a Halloween wedding dress, you know, red and black, and with spiders and all over it and stuff. And and um, so cool. Yeah, like and, and TikTok, like they said, just absolutely absorbed their creativity as human beings. Yes. And I and I it was true. Like I went on both platforms because I was interested to see how they they use the mediums. And I was like, man, yeah, it was it was just funner to watch them on TikTok do funny yeah. things than on a reel. It felt like I should be watching more of a professional brand on a reel, I guess. Yeah. I think it's just with all of these different platforms, you've just got to try it all out and see what works for you. Like exactly that business will go viral on mm. TikTok and not do well on Instagram and and vice versa. You've just, you've got all these ways to I guess just try out and see what works for you, which I think is wonderful, really. Do you think with reels, like, I don't even know if you can monetize it, like a a brand's selling directly from reels or is it mainly an audience builder to therefore showcase products? Both. Wow. It's a bit of both. Yeah. Because for example, if you're going to um, a brand's feed and you're seeing all product photography or model pictures, Mm sometimes isn't going to sell as well as seeing a reel because you can see that dress in real Mm. life. (laughs) So you can see the back, see the front, see how it twirls. It's just more realistic. And then you can tap to shop from a reel. Okay. So you can still buy straight from a reel. I think it's just a really creative way to show the dress different. Like I've even seen people comment and go, oh, I can see the color and the florals better in this reel than on the picture. So Yeah, it's showcasing your brand better and also you can sell from it. I've had brands say they've sold dresses after I've posted reels or sunglasses or whatever it is. Mm. And sometimes I haven't had, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. I might go, oh, that didn't do too well. I only got like a 1,000 or 2,000 views. And then the brand will say, I just sold three dresses from that. So Mm. I'm like, great, excellent. If your reels don't get engagement, let's say like you say you've got a following of, I don't know, 5,000 followers, right? And Mm -hmm. you put a reel up there and it gets 50 views or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Do you think just sticking to your guns with that kind of medium, whether say say it's a photographer showcasing a behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. or do you think like maybe change it up a little bit and see what works? Like maybe do more of the finished product or an album and see how that kind of gets traction? Yeah, I would definitely try a few different things and see okay. what works. Also, the, the good thing about Reels is you can post something and then it won't gain traction until a week, two weeks, okay. three weeks later. Like it stays there. It's not like a post. Mm. So sometimes I'll get a couple of hundred views and then within two weeks I've got a couple of thousand views. So it's not this instant 
everybody's got to post and comment and like, it builds momentum, which is a good thing as well. But if you do find that you're doing posts and they're not really working, I would switch up, try a new time to post. Okay. Maybe add a few hashtags, maybe make sure you've got a cover photo and you're sharing it on your feed and your stories. And then if not, that's not working, just go, okay, maybe I'll try something new, like a different aspect, like you were saying. Maybe we need to try something um, with transitions or maybe we need to try something with different music or, mm. yeah, behind the scenes or a end picture or there's so many ways you can create something around your brand. So I would just keep trying and trying and trying until you find something that works. It's, it's really interesting, like how you're talking about like constantly refining, which is, which is, I think the thing that like holds a lot of us back is that we see these brands do incredible reels and they've got, you know, you, you probably know they have a full, a full plan before either going out and filming and they've got maybe a videographer there and it's perfect edit. And, mm-hmm. and it just like, you're just like, okay, cool. I can't do none of that shit on my phone by myself. But yeah. like you said, like, I mean, you can post something, refine it and get better. Obviously you've done a lot of reels. So you've refined yeah. your creativity with it and seamlining it. Like you're making it a lot faster than probably the first time that you, you were clunky doing it, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is to follow different brands or follow people and you, that you like their reels okay. and then you can save them. Like I save reels all the time, whether it's, I like that music or I like mm. the way they've done that transition or like something that's inspired me, I'll save it. Then I will save those into different folders. So whether I'll save it into music or save it into, oh, that might be great for this brand. So I'll name a folder, kind of like Pinterest. Okay. So you can do that within Instagram when you save them. So I've got all these folders. These are fashion ones. These are audio ones. This is one for photography. This is for a cafe. And I've got all these different reels and ideas and I think where people get a little bit overwhelmed is they'll wake up today and go, oh, I'm going to make a reel. Like you need to make mm. a plan for your week first. So I would start on a Sunday or Monday and go, I'd like to make two reels this week. I'm going to find out what I'm going to do and be ready for it. I'm going to know what music I want, how I'm going to do it, what I'll need. And I'll be doing that on Tuesday and on Thursday or whatever days that you want to do. Plan, structure and then know when you're going to post. Like you would with any sort of other part of your business, if you're not outsourcing it and you want to start up with your content, yeah, just get a plan, I would say. It's crazy. It sounds like we all have to be creative directors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. And if you don't want to be a creative director, <laughs> you can call me. <laughs> creative house can be your creative director, which which exactly. I did and it was the best thing ever because I was just like, I think I did a couple of reels and I was like, yeah, fuck, no way. <laughs> yeah, I could do them, but someone else can do them way better. And that's a philosophy I always have kept. Like one, do I enjoy it? If that's a no, well, someone else probably is going to enjoy it. And two, can someone else do it better? And if those two have been answered with a... Uh, yes, someone else can do it better. Like 100%, I, I believe, like outsourcing or 100%. understanding that the time spent creating a reel is going to take you away from time spent in other areas of your business, which is real interesting. A couple of things you said then, Tanya, which is finding music. One thing I always struggled with was like, shit, where do I find music? Are you looking at other reels to find music? And then do like, do you therefore save the song or the voiceover? Yeah. How do you go about that? Well, yeah, I will scroll through every couple of days because I'm working 
a lot in social media. I try to manage my time and not be scrolling. I'm kind of more scrolling for a purpose than just doing it mindlessly. So I try and just, you know, every few nights just go through and just scroll through what's trending, what people are doing, and I'll save what I like. So, yeah, I might go, I like that song, and then I've got a good idea with what I'll do to that song or I'll see a cool concept and I'll, I'll sort of pick and choose. I'll try not to completely copy, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's mm. kind of the point of it, but I like to try and be different and be different for my brands so that you're not scrolling through the same thing everywhere. But then sometimes I'll do a reel and I'll think of a song that will be way more suitable. Like I did one for um, a little baby brand the other day and it was cute little shorts and I did a stop motion, you know, where they yep. kind of look like they're dancing around. And I was like, oh, that song, I Wear Short Shorts would be great for this. <laughs> so, you know, I, it's a bit of both, but I come from a dance background. So I think that really helps yeah, yeah. with my business because as a performer, it's kind of like choreography to me, a lot of it, because I'll go, oh, I need that song and I know what I'm going to do that because it'll fit with the beat. So that works for me as well. So it's like you're really visualizing the finished product and how they'll look before you even bring the camera up. A hundred percent. I know exactly Mm. what I'm going to do before I even start. Yeah. Which makes it easier. And sometimes I might change. Like I might, especially if I'm doing it for a different brand and I go to their shop, I need to see their shop. I need to see their clothes. Like I need to visualize it before I can get an idea. And sometimes I'll have an idea beforehand and sometimes I'll get it when I get there from seeing what they can offer. Creating these videos, are you doing it on your phone? Like say if you are going in, are you just like recording it on your phone? Obviously you have a huge like mm. creative stream in yourself. One, mm. just being a performer and two, I mean, if the audience can head over to your socials, which you'll link to, they can see exactly what you do. And I know how creative you are, but what's the normal setup for you to create a reel? I honestly use my phone. I've got a 12 Pro and I think it's brilliant. Mm. and a tripod. That's it. I think eventually I would love, I've got a Canon camera. I never really use it because I'm not a product photographer. It's clunky. Yeah, it's clunky and I'm not a (laughs) professional photographer. I'm not. Mm. I'm not a product photographer. I like creating and especially I think my whole point of having this business is to make it realistic. Like I want to set it apart. I want to set it apart from it being perfect product photography this is what it is. You know, this is reels and I do some photos as well just to keep it consistent rather than posting, I guess, perfect product pictures every Mm. single day. So just to set it apart and make it a little bit more realistic. And I think I'm just trying to stick to what I'm good at as well. Like what you were saying before, if I love creating, I love doing the reels. I don't love social media management to be honest, I don't like posting. I don't like hashtags. I don't like counting the views and the reach and the engagement. So my dream for next year is to hire someone to do that and bring them on board so I can um, offer that to my clients because I hate it. So I don't want to do it. And that's if you're a business Mm -hmm. and you hate doing reels, don't do it because you'll hate it. (laughs) You hate it more. Like if you already know you hate it now, it's just a drain, eh? Like, I'm not just yeah. saying reels in general, but I'm just saying other, yeah, any, any aspect, aspect that you don't yeah. enjoy, hey? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're trying to do your accounts and you hate that, yeah. if you can outsource it and you can afford to outsource it, do it because, yeah, then you'll just end 100%. up hating it. Yeah. 
I want to jump. There's two things here. It's it's funny you said that something a, a little while back about it's more an interactive experience, mm. especially for products. I mean, literally an hour before this chat with yourself, I'm trying to find ceiling fans for our new house that we just bought. And, mm. um, you know, I'm on all these websites and blah, 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 and like looking. And then I'm like, is that the right color? It's so hard to see. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like on the Instagram and literally I jumped on YouTube, copy paste the ceiling fan, put it on YouTube, trying to find a real world video of that fan, whether that was a review or something, because I'm like, I yeah. don't, it looks like nothing to me when it's like a flat lay fan on the ground. I need to see what it actually looks like or real. Exactly. Of it. Exactly. And if I found the one, none, none had reels and literally about one out of a hundred we looked at had a YouTube video of it and it was like terrible. Yeah. But they all had photos of it. And, and in those photos, I literally couldn't tell. So we have to go to a shop now to see what it actually looks like in person. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think obviously products is, is a different realm as a service-based business. Mm. How would you say a service-based business, specifically a photographer, can get those reels out. Do you think just pushing photos of reels? I know that's what we kind of did. We just little short intro video behind the scenes that I filmed very roughly on my phone at a wedding in 10 seconds because I always forgot yeah. to. And then just like bump photos straight after it. Like is it okay way? Yeah, I think so. Definitely because people are going to you to see your photos. That's what you offer. Mm. That's what your brand is. So showcasing what you do in however matter that is, if you're selling a product, if you're service-based, this is what we do and here's our finished product Mm. or here's the behind the scene of what we do or here's how we pack up an album with all of your photos in it. There's so many different ways to be able to do that creatively and and like you were saying before, people love being informed about things too. So if you could give them tips and tricks on how to take a photo even on their iPhone, mm. how to take a photo with the best lighting, informative things and just mixing up all that sort of stuff. It's the same with hospitality, cafes and restaurants and a lot of them are really missing the boat on using social media and a lot of them are doing really, really well because once again, if you if you go, hey, you need to check out this new restaurant, the first thing you do will yeah, go to sure. their Instagram, you're going to look at their feed and you're going to go, what is this vibe? Who goes here? What am I going to wear here? What sort of food do they have? And you're not going to be able to gauge that from professional product Mm. photos of coffees or garlic bread or whatever it is. You want to see reels. You can smell it. If you see video of food and the steam coming out, you can smell it. You want to go there. So true. It's funny, like cafes, right? Like I think the Gold Coast doesn't need another cafe ever. But I mean, such such a tough industry to stand out. But the ones that are probably investing a lot of money into social media or having a full, like I know a friend owns one and he's got a full-time social media person that literally is there each day, like creating. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I love it because I, I get to see like a filtered coffee getting brewed, a beautiful sunrise. I didn't even know he owned that. And yeah. I remember when I'd see, I'm like, man, I have to go here. And we went out of our way to go to this cafe and yeah. then it worked out to be my friend's cafe. And I was like, dude, hats off to you, man. Like, And he's like, yeah, it's not cheap. I'm like... Yeah, but is it paying itself off? Like, tenfold, yeah. which is exactly... I mean, they see the power in standing out from a, from a noisy industry. Hey. A hundred percent. I just... I see that all the time. And I just think with hospitality, there's so many things you can be showcasing 
And when they're like, oh, we're not really going to focus on social media, I just see that as if you walked into the cafe and you had a cabinet and you didn't fill it. Like you could fill it with all this delicious food and be selling that, but you just don't see that as a priority. So you're missing the boat. So many industries where it can just, so many industries, not even just products, but even like we're doing renovations and like just thinking about the tradies that are going to work here. And I'm like, it'd be so rad to be able to see them not just do like a finger click and a full transformation, but also like the process and their, you know, maybe behind the scenes with the clients, like quoting and, and as a user, you feel like more engaged to, I guess, engage with that, that brand or, or yeah. business as such. And it's kind of proof of their work. Yeah. Yeah. It shows that they like, they really care or that they're showing up where they're supposed to show up, not just yellow pages. Right. Yeah. When we spoke about like creation, that you'd kind of like scroll and find something that possibly trending, if that's the goal. Like mm-hmm. what is trending to you? Is trending that something that's getting like crazy engagement? So then you'll look into that video and go, okay, cool. Is it the photo? Is it what's happening in the video, et cetera? How do we find something that's trending? Sometimes it's a little bit of both. So if you if you have a look through your reels and scroll, you'll tend to notice that there's a trend. So it might be something funny. They might be doing like, did you ever see that one that's like, Dun, 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 up, down. Did you ever see that one? Mm, I don't know. They all mash into one now. (laughs) It looked like they were doing like hot potato and it was to this song and then they'd like, yeah, and that was just all over the place. So that's a trend and they're sort of all the time. If you have a look, you'll see the same people. You'll see different people doing the same thing. So whether that's like a trend or whether it's trending music or whether it's both of those together. So often I try not to jump on the trends because I, that's just not my brand. That's, I try to steer away from that, but I might use their music and try something different to it. So it will still, that music's being pushed out because it's trending, but I might change it up and do a different video to it, if that makes sense. But you can quickly notice if you go onto TikTok or go into Reels and just scroll through for 20 minutes, you'll see something pop up four, five, six times. And that's usually trending. What about this question? Obviously, I can't speak on behalf of all the other photographers and stuff like that, but we generally seem to find that like brands will follow similar brands, right? Or like a service Mm. will follow a similar service base because they're interested in it. For example, obviously photography, generally they'll follow a lot of photographers to look at what the work and be inspired. And that's great and stuff like that. Obviously, if they're not hopefully comparing to a negative basis. Mm. Obviously the algorithm pitching more of what we're interested in to us. Mm. How do you find then, okay, so let, let's say if I follow a lot of photographers, blah, 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 and then I jump on reels and it's a lot of like photographers doing their thing. Yeah. Now that's not really my audience at all. It's hard yeah. to find something therefore like that's actually going out to a couple getting married, for example. Yeah. Should we be looking at like through there and seeing, okay, cool. Would my audience want something like this? Yeah. I think a bit of both to seeing what other people in your industry are doing. Yeah. Like you said, because that happens to me also, I'll have lots of social media gurus Mm. and experts be popping up and I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't want to see that. But also it is interesting to see what they're doing. Yeah, true. So then I will purposely search different things that I'm looking for. So if I'm working on fashion brands, I'll go and follow 
a bunch of influencer fashion bloggers or whatever else so that the algorithm changes and then uh, they're coming through. Right now I'm just trying to get my algorithm to send through Christmas ones because okay. I'm starting Christmas marketing for some clients, but cool. there's none on my scroll. So I've okay. just started searching Christmas songs and like a Christmas reel came up. So hopefully that's starting to tell them that's what I'm interested in and they'll hopefully send it back to me. So with that search, so you can actually search specific things to bring up different reels or you meaning you just follow a similar kind of audience and allow the algorithm to hopefully adjust to more what you, what you want to see. Yeah. I'll follow different people or different brands um, because you can't really search reels yet. I'll put pop in hashtags like Christmas. Okay maxi dresses, whatever it is you're particular yep, yep. in. And then sometimes the reels will come up. Then you click on that and it just starts the ball yeah, rolling. Interesting. So a bit of both. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that you're, you're really showing here is that you don't have to create like professional upfront content straight away. No, no, you don't. And I think that's what puts a lot of people off yeah. because, because everyone's saying you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do it this way. You really don't because a lot of the time, the reels that are doing really well and the businesses that are doing really well are just people at home doing something and sharing it. Mm. It doesn't have to be spectacular. Once again, it's different from brand to brand. Then once again, it's different if you're a creator or an influencer as well. You're your own brand, but you might be funny and you might be doing a lot of mm. funny reels. So everyone's a little bit different. And and I think just trying to stick to what's true for you and not trying to give back to what you think everybody wants to see because that's where you'll go wrong because then you're not doing it for you and it's going to come across as inauthentic. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, hey. I think like, Mm. and you can see it. You can see it. Mm -hmm. When you see someone producing something, you're just like, come on. This is just like the the needle in the haystack. All your other stuff that you've like posted is like this and now you've just jumped on this thing trying to become this thing. And now like yes. you've kind of lost trust as a consumer. Yes. Which is real interesting. And and then as, I mean, it's kind of like you're selling your soul, right? Like I think that all the time. Yes. You've got to be happy with what you're producing because if someone like, especially a service base, if you're creating something that's like super eccentric and colorful and crazy, and then you meet like a couple saying, and that it's like, dude, the dude was like crazy introverted and quiet and shy and dark. Yeah. It just seems as though that it's a very temporary business move to think about something like that for an audience yeah. growth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think you really just have to have your intention of why you're doing it, who you are, what you want to share and yeah, share it from you, not from what you think everyone wants to see of you because you'll quickly get bored of doing that. Mm, and that's the biggest killer. So for the audience out there, Tanya, can you explain, I mean, we've spoken a lot about reels and repurposing and, and how to create, which is absolutely incredible. But mm. for the listener out there that is struggling with reels, have tried it in the past and they're like, yeah, hell, I hate it. I don't enjoy it. I think this is definitely the right fit to have someone hopefully create or help me create. Can you explain like what Creative House does? So for me, I've, I do a few different aspects. So I've tried to cover different bases so I will do real packs. So say there's a, a brand and they don't have to be here on the Gold Coast. They could be anywhere. If they wanted to send me their products, I can do three reels for them or five reels for them. And then I create 
the reels and we chat about it first. Maybe they want, obviously it has to be specific to their business. So they might want transitions and make it sort of magical and certain music. And then I'll do all of that, send it to them for approval and then send it to them for them to share as they will. So then they've got their content. I also have brands that I work for weekly. So I'll go in and do two to three reels for them every single week so that they're continuously posting. So I've got about four of those brands at the moment. Then I do a course. So I've got a one-on-one course that I've just started where I come to you and teach you how to do reels. It takes like about four hours because it is kind of in depth, but I do... I personally do reels a lot differently to everybody else. I think I've got an easier way of doing it. I don't do it through reels on Instagram. I film it on my phone and then edit it afterwards in an app called InShot. And then I can add any other editing I need to do. So if I need to, you know, when you clone yourself or double yourself and use different apps and, and things like that. And that with that one-on-one course, Tanya, say, say for the listeners that are like in a state or stuck on the border or something like that, is that something they can do over Zoom? I haven't done that yet because I really feel like you need to be yeah, with okay. somebody. Like I really like to, I don't want to do it just for the sake of it so I can for be, sure. you know, earning money. I want to do it because I really want to help you. And I feel like me personally, I need to be there with you to show you and to show you exactly how mm. to do it. Maybe in the future, I'm also thinking about maybe doing some workshops cool. as well or doing a like an ebook, so I can have something online that people can click on and show you the basics, like the screenshots on how to do it. So when I do my one-on-one course, after I've taught you for the four hours, I do follow up. So I'll send through a document on everything we've learned. I'll screen record little tutorials. I think I've done one for you, haven't I? If I screen yep, record sure. something, go, you do this and you press this and you press this, send it through. And then, you know, if you need any reels done or if you need me to have a look at your Instagram, I'm sort of there to follow up as a bit of a mentor, not just like, see ya. Mm. And and I think that for the listener out there, the first thing they've got to answer is, do I want to do this? Hey, yes. like, do I want to do this or do I not want to do this? Is this yeah. something I can continually do on a consistent basis a couple of times a week or once a day or once a week or whatever? Yeah. Or is it just better to stay up with the Joneses and the trend, what's happening, if it's call it a trend or whatever it is, but that's where the audience is hanging out and is someone else going to do it better? Which is when, you know, like I said at the start, which was the question ourselves, us, and the answer was someone else is going to definitely do it better and we don't want to spend the time doing it, creating it. Yeah, just you've just got to make it as easy as possible mm. for yourself and make it a fun experience for your business you don't want it to be a stressful yeah, for oh, sure, hey. sort of thing like that's why I started it because I wanted to make it a fun experience to showcase your business take away the stress and it's not a huge deal like this is what we can do for you and take that stress away from you and yeah I guess it's been working so that sort of makes me happy yeah, there's so much to it and I love um I love how you yeah you, you're solving probably the biggest problem that even, I mean, as photographers, we have more content generally than anyone else in the industry, mm. right? Which is crazy because like for a brand to get photos, they got to get a photographer, they get a professional or something, they got to get the product, they got to lay it out. They gotta, but a photographer shoots like, you know, 500 photos at a wedding. It's like, man, you have abundance 
of content that you can create from. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't just have to be videos, et cetera, which is, I think, a misconception, which I had definitely. I was like, man, yeah. I don't even know how to shoot video. Like, what am I going to do? I'm not taking someone there behind scenes on a day that I'm already so busy on to consider social media marketing. Yeah. But then when you're like, hey, you don't need that. Like, that's that's not what your audience wants to see either, you know, generally, yeah. which is real interesting. Yeah, they just want snippets. It doesn't have to be... Mm a huge magical transitions. Like it can just be a sunset and just put day at work. Like it doesn't have to be anything too hard. And like you said, if you've done a wedding and you've got 500 photos, like boom, there's a reel instead of posting one photo on your feed. Now you can post like 50 little flashes and people can go, oh, look at that wedding. Look at all those photos instead of just the one photo on your feed. It's just another way to do it. I love that. Hey, um, Tanya, I appreciate everything you shared today. I see so much value in the business that you bring, obviously, hence being using it. For the listeners out there, could you just plug where they can find you if they need to reach out, Instagram handles, website, et cetera? Okay. So my Instagram is underscore creative house, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E house, H-A-U-S underscore. And then my personal page is Tanny Rose, T-A-N-N-I-E-R-O-S-E. And it's just creativehouse.studio. Amazing. I'll link out to everything that you've just mentioned there. And um, yeah, guys, like if you are listening, like I said, I see so much value in, in what you bring as well. So if, you, if you've if you answered the question of that, you don't want to create and you don't enjoy it and someone else can do it better, this is definitely the person. Obviously, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, Tanny. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. I knew you'd just bring like so much value and cut through the noise because there's just so much out there. And um, guys, I do um, commit you to go and, and follow as well because you'll be able to see the the creation of reels and stuff like that of um, what Tanya's creating and stuff like that, which is absolutely incredible. It can spark a bit of inspiration and um, reach out if you guys need a hand. So um, yeah, I just want to thank you for being on. Thanks so much for having me. My first podcast. <laughs> <laughs>